welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. I am your host, Lucy McMonagle. Women are recreating the rules for business, leadership, money, and they are changing the world in the process. Each week, join me for empowering messages and interviews that will inspire, motivate, and transform you. Giving a special shout out to Gordon Weary for creating the custom music that you are listening to now. Now, let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, sit down, relax, put your earbuds on. This is the Frederick By Show. This radio podcast is about unleashing your creativity. Talk to experts who step into the unknown. It is an inspirational, mad, intuitive radio podcast as we chat with charismatic enigmas. That's right, people, artists from around the globe, musicians, singers, radio hosts, business people, photographers, everything in between. I am Frederick By, the man of the hour, the man with the power. I'm too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. I sting like a beaver. Do sweet honey, and I am pretty. I am your favorite French knocker, and today it is the Frederick Basho, and we have an amazing guest. We're going to talk about manifesting money, manifesting wealth, manifesting, most importantly, abundance, and uh, we have an very powerful, inspiring guest today. She um, she speaks smoothly. I thought she was going to be like, because her book is very uplifting and she speaks smoothly. And, and that's a very complimentary, by the way. I just felt calm talking to her. I just felt like, oh, it's easy. You know, converse, when we speak to somebody and conversation is easy, it's always fun. But Right before we get into it, though, I just want to talk to you guys about our free report available right now. Hey, maybe for a li- it is for a limited time, and uh, the title is How to Use the Magic of the Law of Attraction, and in it, you will learn exactly what is the law of attraction, how to attract health, wealth, and relationships, how not to use the law of attraction, and more. You will learn all of it. Look, if you're into personal growth, if you're into... Um, uh, you know, we want to improve your life in some way. Make things happen for yourself. Stop being a grind. Look, you can read this free report in under 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. It's a very easy read. And uh, all you got to do is go to frederickby.com slash purpose. That's frederick with a C, by like bye-bye.com slash purpose. How to use the magic of the law of attraction. Enter your email. It is really that simple. All right. Today, as, we, as I said, we have Lucy McBonagall. She's a mystic wealth creator, and she focuses on mentoring spiritual mystic entrepreneurs to create more freedom in their business and life through conscious wealth creation so they can make a big impact in the world to leave a legacy. And we're talking about, we're going to talk about her latest book, Magical Money Manifestations, and it is a practical and spiritual guide conscious, spiritual, and mystic individuals that are ready to break free from the hidden chains that hold them captive at a wealth set point and that is preventing them uh, from creating the impact in their lives and in the world. And uh, her website is lucymcmonagle.com. And also, you know, you can get her wealth pouch, pouch guys. She's got reviews about it. Um, it's at wealthpouch.com, and it allows you to tap into your hidden wealth potential. We all love that. We all need that. You know, we, we are all on the path of wealth 
uh, creation. Um, and, you know, we want to have that wealth potential, you know, regardless of where you are in life, you can make it happen. You can make it happen for yourself. So let's get to the interview right now. All righty. So we are here with Lucy McMonagall. How are you today, Lucy? Oh, I'm fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much for being on the show. And as we mentioned, right before getting on the air, you're on the, you're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, but we only got three hour difference. So that, that's, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Sometimes I do interviews with people in Australia and it's like it's two o'clock in the morning in, in, you know, in their uh, area. So anyway, um, all right. So yeah, we're going to talk about your book today. Uh, you know, mag Magical Money Manifestations. And, you know, I love these kinds of books. I, li I liked your book um, because it's very, number one, it's very practical. And you talk about some of the real stuff. And we're going to get into it later on during this interview. Uh, but right before we get into it, though, give us an idea of, of your background. So for my background, I grew up extremely poor and it created, allowed me to really want to help other people who were in circumstances because when I was in my early 20s, I had to choose between eating crackers or feeding my son. My, my son never, ever went hungry. Mm -hmm. But it also taught me that there has to be a change in what you're doing and how you're thinking in order for you to move forward. Mm -hmm. And when I came to that decision point on, am I going to continue the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, or am I going to do something about it? Mm -hmm. And when I finally made that decision to end the suffering of the poverty that I was in, that created such a incredible new found discovery for me because I was able to start seeing opportunities that were always there. Right. Right. But, but you know, what, what kind of child were you? Were you a troublemaker? You say you, okay, you grew up in poverty. Did you grow up in, a, in an area where there was a lot of crime? Uh, you know what I mean? And, and most importantly, what was the, the language, the mindset about money from the adults around you at that time? I did not grow up in a lot of crime area. I grew up in a really small town in upper Michigan. And the mindset about money was you have to work really, really hard. Rich people were bad because they always hoarded the money. and They didn't give any to the poor people. And uh, politics was corrupt. Um And isn't, isn't that kind of truth in some ways? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you, you can't trust anybody mm -hmm. basically. And the people you can trust, you have to keep them at arm's length away. Okay. I see. And, and was there the, uh, I cannot afford it. Uh, we cannot afford it or I cannot afford it language. You know, yes. favorite uh, sentence. <laughs> yes, I can't afford it. We don't have any money for that. Um, you don't need that. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's too much. Right. Money doesn't grow on trees and money is evil. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, okay, so what, what impact does that do on, on a child? Because we've all been children before or, and maybe there are a few mm -hmm. children listening. But 
what what impact did it have on you did you feel suppressed did you how did you feel but did you feel even back then that there was something wrong yes you know yes i felt there was something wrong with me because i wanted more and in most children they they want to have toys they want to play they they don't have a concept on on what's too much what's too little they're just they're just being them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for me growing up in in a improvised situation like that it it suppressed my my hunger my inner hunger oh really of wanting to have that success because i felt if who am i to mm -hmm. want to have more than somebody else Yeah. Yeah. Do you have resident sisters? I have an older sister. Uh -huh. And did you feel like, I think sometimes there's that, especially with our, with our relatives, whether they're sisters, cousins, or, you know, whomever, like, again, what you just said, who am I? Because you watch them and, you know, many times, maybe they, they don't have a lot of money. And then who am I to be, to make a lot of money, you know? Yes. And, and yeah. And, you know, in your book, you talk about, we're going to talk about it later, but I love how you talk about being, you know, the, the, the guilt almost of being successful and being labeled, you know, the S word. We're going to talk about the S word and the P word later on, but yeah. it's not what you think. It's not what you think people. Anyway, uh, how did you escape as a child? Like how, what was your escape? My escape was coloring and drawing and being in nature. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Being in nature, even back then? Yes. And yes, today, is it I, the same thing? Today is the same thing. I, yeah. I love cabin camping. I love being in the woods. I love being by the lake. Um, right. I just enjoy being by the, the woods. Right, right. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Um, all right. So what happened? Now you go through your childhood. Okay, you, you're, 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 it's not a wealthy childhood. It's, it's a, you know, you, you, as you said, you were... Um, you were living in poverty basically which is what i'm hearing yes and now you become a young adult and in the late teens young adult talk to us about that transition because a lot of times in many families there are a lot of you know the adults say well if you don't go to college you're going to be a screw up in life college is a key to you know success in life did you have that pressure or did you what happened there or did you choose to go your own way Um, no, I didn't have that pressure because my, my family never went to college. Right. So they didn't. Did, didn't your mother go to community college or something? When, when she was older, she right. went to community college okay. to get a certificate. Mm -hmm. But when I was growing up, there wasn't really any talk about get a good education have college. I mean, she always wanted us to do good in, in school. Mm -hmm. And she quote unquote, bribed us to ensure that we graduated from high school, because she was a high school dropout. I see. And, but for applying for a college college, or getting a college degree, nobody in our family knew how to do that. And it was basically my mom, and my grandma. And we we didn't have that kind of encouragement. We did have like, yes, you have to get an education in order to do good, but that was the what, but not the how. So we never had the how. How I do see. you do it? How do you apply for college? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I did go to community college when I was in high school in my 12th grade. I went to college at night and high school during the day at the community college, but I didn't get the grant. Mm. And my mom made $1,000 too much three years prior. And that's when the Pell Grant used to go back three years. And if you made anything over a certain amount, you got mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. So I dropped out of college in my early 20s. Wow. Um, or in my late teens, I should say. <laughs> because yeah. I was still a teenager. Okay. And I was devastated. Mm-hmm. But I figured I'd make it, make it work. And so I was working three jobs. Um, after I got out of high school, just so I could maintain my own apartment, so I could continue to pay my bills, etc. Yeah, because you were out of out of the house around seven at seventeen, right? Yes, I moved out of the house at seventeen, so that I could finish my high school. Mm-hmm. And all right, so now, but you and you had a, ch- a child. Am I, am I mistaken? Around that age. I was 21 when yeah. I conceived and I was 22 when I gave birth yeah. to my son. All right. So now you're working through, were you still working three jobs back then? I, um, I, I was working one full-time job when mm-hmm. I was pregnant and two days before Christmas, when I was seven months pregnant, they laid me off. Ooh. Oh my God. All right. We're going to talk about that. All right. Once again, we're talking with Lucy McMonagall. She's the mystic wealth creator and focuses on mentoring spiritual mystic entrepreneurs to create more freedom in their business and life through conscious wealth creation so they can make a big impact in the world to leave a legacy. And we're, we're going to talk about her late or upcoming book, Magical Money Manifestations. And it is, a, it is a practical and spiritual guide for conscious, spiritual, and mystic individuals that are ready to break free from the hidden chains that hold them captive as a wealth set point that is preventing them from creating the impact in their lives and in the world. You can find her at lucymcmonagall.com. And also, if you want to tap into your hidden wealth potential, you can download her Bohemian Wealth Pouch at Wealth pouch.com people love it people really love it all right now you're you're conceived and um you gave birth and seven months pregnant boom laid off yes okay what happened what happened to you your 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 ambitions to be a wealthy woman someday (laughs) what happened to your mind and your spirit there my when i was seven months pregnant i i was devastated Mm -hmm. and there's very few companies that will hire somebody that pregnant. Yep. So I had to figure out what am I going to do? How, how am I going to pay my bills? And at that time they did have welfare. So fortunately I was able to get onto um, more welfare so that I didn't go homeless, Mm -hmm. but had that system not been in place, i would have had to move back in with my mom or, or I would have had to figure out something. And it was, it was very emotional at that time. And as a pregnant woman, it's emotional to begin with, or at least I oh, was. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I just felt so crushed. I felt like the world was against me. And um, there was a saying that my mom used to tell me, if you didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't have bad, any luck at all. And I started believing that. Hmm. 
that, oh my gosh, all I have is bad luck. All I'm going to bring into this world is bad luck. And I'm, and then I started being very concerned about my son or about my child when I was pregnant. I, I didn't know if I was a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, I was just so much in pain and I felt so lonely from, from my core outward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can imagine that. I can't imagine that. Um, all right. How do you, how did you go from that to where you are now? Like what, what, what happened there? There's a huge transition to, to where you said, you know what? Okay. I'm going to make this, I'm, I'm going to make this happen for myself. Yeah. So the transition was, um, fast forward 18 months later when, when I had to choose between eating crackers or feeding my son, I just, there was something inside of me that cracked. And I made this decision, I call it a vow to myself that one way or another, I will figure a way out of this poverty or I will die trying. Yeah, there you go. And that set in motion, opening up my blinders, as I called them, to being able to see, wow, there are opportunities around me. There's, there's ways that you can make money, you can sell your dishes, you can... Yeah. Um, do yard work for your neighbors. You can, I mean, I just, I started looking for any possible way that you can make money it, legally, legally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> let right, me, right. let me put the disclaimer there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But any, any possible righteous way to make money, such as doing yard work or helping out with uh, your neighbors and, um, taking on an, another job or um, I used to be a go-to person and that led me into running errands for people who were disabled. Okay. And, and all right. So now, and what triggered the writing of the book? The, the, what the triggered writing of the book. Cause, cause you were, you were, um, I like that story when you talk about being at a call center and you got laid off like three months later? Oh, I was, I was working at a trucking, trucking house. Um, mm-hmm. for and you're you, you right. Um, you're right. Now I'm jumping over the place, but it doesn't matter. Um, because you write in your book, my mistake was accepting that position, thinking, thinking that I should accept any opportunity that came to me because it would bring in more money. I love that. I love that because Go, go ahead. Talk to us about that quote, because I think it's very important that when we set something in motion, when we want something, when we ask for something and we get the opportunity, it doesn't mean that we have to accept everything. But, but go ahead. Yeah. Go. So if, if, you're, if you are in the state of desperation mm-hmm. and anything that comes along your way, yes, you do have to look at it. And it's, it is sometimes better to take a bad deal over a good deal, but you're still always looking for a good deal. So even though you went, you would take an opportunity, you will always have to keep your eyes open for something better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when people get stuck with thinking, Oh, well, this was the opportunity. It must be a divine sign. You know, I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it. It doesn't always mean that, you should ignore everything else. Right. So if you're looking for, if you 
if you look a little bit harder, there might be another opportunity a half an inch to the left or a half an inch to the right. 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 So you always keep your eyes open for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk to us about that process to writing that book. Um, so the, the process of writing the book was I, I've been an avid writer um, in journals for quite a long time. And I started going back through my journals and piecing together how, how exactly did I go through what I went through in order to be where I'm at now? Mm-hmm. Because I was having so many people say, how, how can I do what you do? How can I get to where you were or where you are? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to make sure I did it accurately. So I started piecing together all of these, these pieces. And the book kind of started coming together almost magically once I started looking for what can I take out of my journals and put in the book. And when I was in my 20s, I wrote this article on why prosperity seems so hard to achieve. And it was because of that that the book actually started evolving from an article I did back in the 90s. I see. I see. Okay. And yeah, so who are your influences? Who were, because obviously there was a process to your personal growth. I can just imagine that, you know, you didn't, it, it wasn't black or white. I'm sure there was a, there's a gray area where you kind of, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's a process. So who are your influences? Who did you read? Who, who influenced you to become a better person? So uh, bar none, I honestly have to say that uh, Louise Hay, bless her, hmm. uh, she, her book, You Can Heal Your Life, saved my life. Hmm. Wow. Because the affirmations in that book brought me from a deep, deep state of depression where at, there were some days where I didn't know if I could even make it because I was so entrenched in a negative mindset that was one of the very first main hubs that changed my mind. And I also found the Inner Peace Foundation. And it's no longer in existence. But the teachers who were working at the Inner Peace Foundation were so incredibly passionate about helping me discover my gifts, about helping me heal from the traumas, from the pains, from the suffering. And then from there, I also discovered a spiritualist church and Mm. I became more spiritual in that aspect too. What is, you mentioned you became more spiritual. What is your, you know, because you're not, what is the difference for you between religion and, and spirituality? Uh, and what, what has been your experience with religion, if, if any? Well, my experience with religion when I was growing up was um, I was able to go to any church any of my relatives would bring me to. My mom was Catholic, but she wasn't practicing. Mm-hmm. But she was always afraid that we were going to go to hell. Can I even say that on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
um, if if we weren't baptized, and she was terrified that if I didn't get my son baptized right away, that bad things would happen. So on one side, I had my mom was terrified of of this God, and on the other hand, I had relatives bringing me to a variety of different churches that were in the area, and I didn't really have a foundation when I was younger. In my early 20s, um, my the church that I started going to in Brussels, Wisconsin was a very tiny church. We didn't have running water. And it just felt so comfortable because there wasn't this feeling that you're inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it allowed you to experience God and the expression of God through your own heart, through your own understanding and how, how that translates onto you. And so that helped me really become more spiritual in the sense that I had a deeper sense of reverence for the greater power for God, um, whatever you choose to call it, I call it God. Mm -hmm. And I also discovered my, natural healing abilities. I was able to utilize my natural intuitive abilities and really be heard for the first time. Hey guys, right before continuing this conversation with Lucy McMonagall. I love that conversation. Powerful, inspiring. I love that. All right, uh, guys, I just want to talk to you guys about our free report that is available now. Look, if you're into personal growth, are you looking for something more? Are you curious? Are you looking to, to, for your passion? Are you looking to improve your life? Are you on that path? If you are, you can get our free report, How to Use the Magic of the Law of Attraction. And in it, you will learn what is exactly the law of attraction, how to attract what you want, health, wealth, and empowering relationships, and how not to use the law of attraction. Yes, there are ways not to use it, not so good. I'm telling you, not so good. It's, uh, it's magic, but it is not magic. Anyway, you will learn a lot more. You can read it in under 30 to 40 minutes. It's really amazing. It's really easy to read. All you got to do is go to frederickby.com. That's Frederick with a C, by like bye-bye.com slash purpose. And uh, that's frederickby.com slash purpose. Enter your email, and it is really that simple. How to use the magic of the law of attraction. Frederickby.com slash purpose. All right, once again, we're talking with Lucy McMonagall. She's a mystic wealth creator and focuses on mentoring spiritual and mystic entrepreneurs to create more freedom in their business and life, conscious wealth creation, so they can make a big impact in the world to leave a legacy. And we're going to talk about her upcoming book, Magical Money Manifestations, which is a practical and spiritual guide for conscious, spiritual, and mystic individuals that are ready to break free from the hidden chains that hold them captive at a wealth set point that is preventing them from creating the impact in their lives and in the world. And you can find her at lucymcmonagall.com. And also to help you tap into your hidden wealth potential, you can download the, the Bohemian Wealth Pouch at wealthpouch.com. All right, let's talk, let's talk about your book now. I love the title of the first chapter, which is Inner Hunger. I love that. Um, and you're right. And I, I love also the quote where 
You say, first, let me state that magical money manifestations is a skill. And you write, yes, I do mean a skill that is scientific because it is repeatable, duplicable, and teachable. Talk to us a little bit about that. It's important. Yes. It's magic, but it's not magic, right? It's, it seems magical once you start learning the skills of creating money, creating wealth, creating opportunities, and creating your own luck. It's almost as if it's like, wow, something mystical and magical and powerful is happening. And what's really going on is when you open your mind to the opportunities that are all around you, when you start looking at the abundance that's everywhere, it's a natural phenomenon. You can't help to walk into an orange grove and feel happy to feel abundant, to feel as if everything's going to be all right. And that's the way we were made. We are a part of nature. And we've been conditioned to believe that there's not enough. Mm -hmm. And we've been conditioned to believe that only certain people are lucky. Only certain people, there's the, the, the wealthy people and there's the not wealthy people. There's, the, there's not this in-between space. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, yeah. At the same time, we hear, how many times do we hear that there's only 1% of the population who hold like 95% or 90% of the wealth Correct. out there? Yeah. So how do you deal with that? I mean, how do we deal with that? I mean, you know... 99.9% are stuck with the, the five or 10% that's left. <laughs> yeah. But that's that right there. That's a mindset. What's left. Mm -hmm. It's not what's left. It's just simply a dis distribution of the wealth. Right. And the way that you overcome that, the way you deal with that is you choose to be one of the, the 1%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you start choosing to be that 1%, you start acting differently. Mm -hmm. You start noticing, oh, that's a pattern mm -hmm. that used to keep me stuck. Right. And it's really about, it's not just a mindset thing. It's, it's noticing and being more aware of what's really holding you back. Mm -hmm. and, and also, you know, I've, I've heard somewhere that like 67% of millionaires were, were not born in, in, in wealth. You know, they were born, you know, poverty, middle-class type thing. So gives, it gives people hope, you know, yes. <laughs> most, most entrepreneurs become, or most millionaires period, you know, weren't born in a wealthy family. So anyway, uh, many people have the, the, the diseased please. And yes. um, that's a big, big thing. Talk to, us, talk to us a little bit about that because you write that you understand that being a kind-hearted, loving individual can be difficult if we have fears that others will not like us. That's huge. That's big. That's really huge. And, and really understanding it's not about you. And that's the hardest lesson I honestly ever had to learn mm -hmm. is other people are they're they're acting out from their belief systems from their conditioning from what's going on in their life currently or in the past and sometimes it has absolutely nothing to do with you 
Mm-hmm. And there's some people that are just not happy. They're depressed. They have chemical imbalances. Mm-hmm. They're edgy, as you could say. <laughs> and in these people sometimes are overbearing and demanding and they expect you if you're in that situation to heed down to them and make them feel better mm-hmm. and unfortunately nobody can make you feel better except you mm-hmm. and it's a personal choice to work on whether or not you're going to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and a lot of women in particular not that guys haven't been um program to want to take care of other people but women are natural nurturers yeah and i'm feeling a lot of men now they want to not see somebody they care about in pain Mm -hmm. so that creates this oh i've got to do something to you for you in order for you to not be in that pain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes that that interrupts that person's healing process Right. Because you're trying to fix them when it's not a situation that needs to be fixed. Emotions don't need to be fixed. Emotions need to be navigated and processed and, and handled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, on chapter two, you talk about accessing our greatness. Um, you know, when we want to ex- access our greatness, we, it will lead us to tap into our intuition. And, yes. and that will activate our inner magic. How, how do we do that? How do we tap into our intuition? So the main thing that um, needs to be understood is most people are extremely intuitive. Why, why do you say that? They're already tapped in because we already know on an intuitive level what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, the the the, the the way you tap into the inner magic is to listen to it. Even if it's telling you what you don't want to hear. Right. And that's, that's the hard thing is, is when you're actually listening to your, your intuition, it's not logical and it's not reasonable. Right. Our mind has to have logic and reason in order to feel safe. Right. But our, our intuition knows more information. There's more, it, it processes data faster than the mind can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a matter of finding your intuition. It's a matter of paying attention and listening. Yeah. And have you ever had that gut response when you first walked into a room or something? Oh, yeah, of course. That's your intuition. <laughs> and when you did not listen to your intuition and you did it anyway, what happened? Uh, it, me- it messes everything up. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> I might as well just listen to my guts because it's going to, if I listen to my mind, eh, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yes, exactly. And that's your intuition. So it's not, it's not trying to find your intuition, it's to pay attention and follow it. And that is scary. It's very scary because you are entering into unknown territory. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, your mind doesn't 
yeah, your mind can't make a reason out of it. And, and, and I think that's why we, we don't want like, we know it intuition, but we don't, when we're in the, when we experience it, you know, our intuition doesn't care about our comfort zone. <laughs> it doesn't care about that. It doesn't care about our belief system. It doesn't care about our limitations that we've acquired. You know, it, it, our intuition is our intuition and it takes guts. It takes courage sometimes to follow it because it, it often means stepping into the unknown, as you just mentioned. Yes. And, yes. Uh, all right. What is the B word? Talk about Ooh, the B word. The B word. <laughs> okay. So please brace yourself if you're driving. Please keep your eyes open. It's boundaries. Oh, yeah. I said it. <laughs> That's a lot of people do not like that word. They don't even like to think about it. And when when you have to create boundaries, it there's it's just simply saying I'm worthy of being treated tre like a treasure mm -hmm. and I am able to say what I'm willing to and what I'm not willing to accept in this life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am a recovering doormat when it came to other people's needs and desires. I, I used to want to make other people happy. And I didn't want to see people suffering because I suffered so much. Mm -hmm. So when I was younger, I didn't have boundaries. And that did not help me and it didn't help other people. Mm -hmm. So I definitely suggest to have healthy relationships. People need to know where they stand with you. And if you do not have boundaries, they don't know if they can trust you. And yeah, yeah. And, and or they can also push you. Yes. Like they can also make them, you know, it can give, it gives them the, the, the permission, I should say, to push you. And, may, and, and, and you do things don't, you don't really want to do. You don't want to speak up. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things. And I, I noticed that is, is the ability to speak up. As if speaking up, you know, there's, there's, makes everybody else uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. we, we don't want to make other people uncomfortable. You know, That's true. sometimes we, we have to, we have to speak up. We have no choice, mm -hmm. you know, but um, all right. The S word now. The S and word. And it is sometimes sneered at us by manipulative people. That's what you're right. And I love that sentence because it's so free and true. Yes. Yes. When you start setting boundaries, people who want something from you that you're not willing to give, they say mm. you're selfish. Oh yeah. Favorite word mm -hmm. <laughs> as their favorite word. Yes. Um, how do you overcome that? How, how, you know, I, I suffered from that, but go ahead. How do you overcome that? You, you step back. Um, you take a moment for yourself, recalibrate yourself and And ask yourself, am I, am I really a good person? Now, most always, most always, you can say, yes, I am. And so if you're a good person, if you truly want to be of assistance to the world, you have to be full. You have to have your cup running over. Yeah. And you cannot do that if you're depleted, exhausted, and run down. Mm-hmm. So being selfish means self-care. 
setting healthy boundaries where people are not abusing you, where they're not taking advantage of you or trying to make you shrink because you're making them feel bad because you're more powerful or you're more light or you're more generous or happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is right. self-care. Right, right. All right, once again, we're talking with Lucy McMartigal. She's a mystic wealth creator and focuses on mentoring spiritual mystic entrepreneurs to create more freedom in their business and life through conscious wealth creation so they can make a big impact in the world to leave a legacy. And we're talking her upcoming book, October 24th, coming out October 24th, Magical Money Manifestations, which is a practical and spiritual guide for conscious, spiritual, and mystic individuals that are ready to break free from the hidden chains that hold them captive at a wealth set point that is preventing them from creating the impact in their lives and in the world. And you can find her at lucymcmonagle.com and you can get the Bohemian Wealth Pouch at wealthpouch.com. It allows you to tap into your hidden wealth potential and people really love it all right um talk to us about your experience with quantum physics um you you've discovered that you know and and talk to us a little bit about that because that's an important part of your life yes um in the mid-1990s i discovered this thing called quantum physics it sounded very vague and complicated complicated (laughs) and and strange and then when i started actually learning more about it it's basically vibration and learning that you can actually test observations that are made Mm -hmm. so the way quantum physics works and i'll i'm going to do i'm going to use a simple instrument such as a guitar or some type of a stringed instrument when you string on a guitar you hear the vibration and it goes outward and if you had a microscope or if you had a device you could actually see waves of energy coming out Mm -hmm. and so vibration goes out into the air and then it bounces off something and it comes back So it's like a boomerang. When you use your thoughts and your feelings as this vibration, as this higher vibration, you're sending out this energy at like waves. It bounces off other people, places, and things, and it comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So let's say you walked into a room and somebody was really angry. Do you instantly notice that there's something off in that room? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, right. That's, that's quantum physics on a very basic level. Now let's say you walk into a room and everybody's laughing and giggling and they're dancing and they're having a fun time and, and they're happy do you feel that sensation? Yeah, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were, maybe you were kind of in a blah mood and you walked into this room that you were happy, what would happen to your feelings and emotions? If I was in a bad mood and I walk into a room that, where people are happy, I, I would, my, my energy, my vibrations go up. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So when, when your energies go up, you naturally want people around you and people naturally want to be around you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's real basic quantum physics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, is when you raise your, your happiness, when you raise your feeling of, hey, everything's okay, or around me, people always have this sense of zen. They call it zen. I don't call it zen. Where there's this calming feeling where they feel safe. Around you? Yes, around yeah. me. Well, this is what I was thinking, actually, because you, your voice is so smooth. And it's comfortable. <laughs> you're like, it's like you're, you're calm. It's like you're calm. That's cool. I like that. Yes. Anyway, I'll, I'll 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 move it a little bit more so that we get a little more energy. Going. Oh no, no no no! It's fine. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. You don't have no. It wasn't a criticism at all. Au contraire. Ah, thank you. Um, you know, but uh, I want I just want to say um, you know about what you just said about uh, the the energy in the room. I noticed that energy when you know if if i go outside on a saturday or friday evening the energy is vibrant there's but i noticed walk taking walks it's a sunday evenings if you notice sunday evenings when i when you walk down the street the the buzz is like there's a i don't want to say darkness darkness is too big of a word too strong of a word but Mm-hmm. The vibration, the energy is low because you can sense that, my opinion, the, you, you can sense that people are dreading Monday morning. Yes. You know, I, I notice that. I always notice that. And uh, anyway, um, all right. You write in your book, um, you know, you, you, you give advice and, and people should write a journal. And I, I totally agree. And you write to... Um, as you work, you write, it is important that you put your inner a inner rage into this page. Yes. Yeah, go oh, ahead. I love this exercise. Uh-huh. So I discovered this years ago. And I, when I was younger, I was enraged. I had so much anger because I was empath. And I would pick up everybody's bad moods. And I didn't know how to process this. And so when I started writing it on a piece of paper and scribbling on paper and then crumbling up the paper and tossing it, it kind of made me feel a little good. Not not the greatest. But then I discovered, and if you're in a house, please don't do this in the house unless you have a fireplace. Um, but I discovered if I would take this cast iron, um, I guess you'd say it was a crate, um, I got it at the fleet farm and I would just burn this paper after I put all of my anger and my rage into this paper and I felt better. It was like the fire purified that anger and then I was able to let it out and, and get back into my center yeah. Or is, I flush it down the toilet. That's what I do sometimes. Yes. <laughs> right? Flush it down the toilet. It, bam. Good. Flush it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Water purifies also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Talk, how do we tune in to our wealth vibe? So the way you tune into your wealth vibe is to tune into what makes you feel playful, happy, joyful, 
fun? What, what are those things that steer emotion that makes you feel giddy even? Mm-hmm. That's your wealth vibe. Mm-hmm. Now, as adults, your wealth vibe can be pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't mean like bad pleasure. I, I mean something like, let's say you absolutely love listening to certain music and it makes you feel really happy. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like dancing. And the, the saying that is, dance as if nobody's looking, that's your wealth vibe right. right there. If you're able to tap into that feeling of, of joy and, and start thinking of possibilities rather than not having any opportunities Mm -hmm. then you're able to start tapping into your wealth vibe right 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 all right we got a few minutes left um i mean in your book you talk about a lot of stuff you talk about affirmations talk about how to discover what our current thoughts are um talk about the money boogeyman uh but let me yeah go ahead yes the money boogeyman (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to read the book to get that. Yeah, one yeah. <laughs> but let me ask you this. You know, many people, they want to write that book, start that business, or they want to live, you know, become a painter, photographer, but they're afraid. They're afraid of lacking money. They're afraid of, of you know, whatever they're afraid. Usually, you know, it's money. Usually pay our bills. How do you deal with uncertainty? Uncertainty is you know, the biggest thing, you know, because when you become an entrepreneur, it's not like becoming, or, or even an artist. I'm sorry. It's not like becoming, it's not like having a job where you know how much you're going to get every couple of weeks. Now you got to hustle. You got to sell. You got to do this. You got to do that. Um, how do you deal with that uncertainty? So the first thing on how to deal with the uncertainty is go slow. What does that yeah. mean? That means if you have a full-time job right now. Yeah. Don't quit your job yeah. before your second one starts creating money. Yeah. That's not a good way to go. So you dedicate a couple of hours a week, a weekend, etc., and you start building up your confidence because you gain more confidence when you do. Yeah. So you and you see the results and you see results. Yes, and you start seeing results. Mm-hmm. And And as you continue forward, you can eventually choose to have your part-time position start replacing your full-time job and not being angry because you have a J-O-B. There's nothing wrong with having a job. Mm-hmm. But in understanding that it might not be your preference, but it does do what it's meant to do, which is to pay your bills and to ensure that you have more security so you can fulfill your dreams. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, there you go. What do you hope readers will get out of the book? The most important thing that readers will get out of the book is they will actually have their wealth vibe activated because the book is written in a sequence that has high vibrational words that will stick into you. Mm, awesome. Awesome. 
Um, all right, thank you very much. Uh, that was that was uh, amazing, uh, Lucy. Uh, thank you very much for for appearing on the show. A very exciting book. Can we remind us where we can find you and where we can buy your book? So you can find me at lucymcmonicle.com, and you can currently get the book on Amazon.com. You just look up Magical Money Manifestations or my name, and you'll find my book. Awesome, awesome, Lucy. Um, thank you again for, for doing the interview and uh, much success with your, with your book, honestly. Thank you so kindly. I appreciate you and may you and all of your audiences be blessed. Okay, well, you be blessed too. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, another amazing interview. Thank you very much, Lucy. Thank you very much for this powerful interview. Go get it. Go. Hey, you know what? You can make it, you can make it happen for yourself. You can develop the skills, mental, spiritual, physical, emotional skills to achieve your financial dreams to achieve your dreams period i can tell you that just go out there and make it happen read the book you know go over your affirmations you know go over your thoughts make that introspection and uh make it happen for yourself make it happen for yourself um you can get her book like she said on amazon.com and by the way when you when you use our link at frederickby.com amazon takes back a few bucks to the show and it helps cover production costs at no additional cost to you no hidden fees no nothing so you can do what you can do is go to frederickby.com that's frederick with a c by like bye-bye.com and click the amazon link in the sidebar for all your online shopping It is really that simple. Um, also, I, uh, the, our free report is still up and running. Uh, maybe I'm not sure for how long still, but you know, the title is How to Use the Magic of the Law of Attraction. And in it, you will learn what is the law of attraction, how to attract what you want, including wealth, relationships, health, how not to use the law of attraction, and more. So uh, if you're looking for self-improvement, hey, it's a little bit like uh, Lucy's book. It is magical, but it's not magical. <laughs> it is very practical. Anyway, um, go to frederickby.com slash purpose. That's Frederick with a C. Buy like bye-bye.com slash purpose. And all you got to do is enter your email. And uh, that's about it. That's about it. All right, guys, time for me to ride off into the sunset. And I uh, got other stuff to do. Got to do other podcasts. And I uh, got to take care of business. So... Stay safe and don't forget, live with purpose, passion, fire, and love. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. This is your host, Lucy McMonagle. I am the mystic wealth creator, a mentor for conscious women entrepreneurs, helping them create more freedom in their business through conscious wealth creation. I would love to extend to you a free gift. And all you need to do is go to my website at lucymcmonicle.com. That's L-U-C-I-M-C-M-O-N-A-G-L-E.com to get your free gift. So until next time, abundant blessings.